0: Welcome to the 25 Yard Line Episode 5. I'm your host, Steve Johnson. I've got Grant Freeman here with me. Grant, how are you doing this week?
1: I'm doing okay. Um, This week was a weird week. Don't really know how to gauge anything with the fact that we've still got a game to play tonight.
0: Yeah, it feels wonky. We're, We're recording this on Tuesday morning. And we've got a game that we don't even get to talk about today because it's being played at at 4 p.m. Pacific tonight. Um, So it's going to be a weird week, but like we said last week, you know, we've got to all be flexible and adaptable this season. The most important thing is the safety of the players and coaches and their families. So the NFL is doing everything they can to move stuff around. And we just have to sit here and do our best to follow along. But how did your teams do this past weekend, given all the uh, all the movement and
1: everything going on? Are you
0: waiting on anybody tonight? Do you, uh, you have some, some results that were good for you?
1: Uh, the majority of my results were good for me. Um, I mean, I think I'm going to go like three and four again. Seems to be right. consistent for me. Either three and four and four and three. Um, I got one league where I stopped Cole Beasley going tonight but I think that's kind of lost cause because he's got Stephon Diggs. Um, Ooh, and I need how, many,
0: how many points does Beasley need to outscore Diggs by for you to win? If we're, um, if we're in the, the world of Tuesday Night Miracles.
1: If we're in the world of Tuesday Night Miracles, I need Cole Beasley to put up a 40 spot and, Michael Beas, uh, and Stephon Diggs to basically just not be existent for the night. <laughs> well, here's hoping. <laughs>
0: Crazier things have yeah. happened.
1: If it's true.
0: Well, I had my, uh, I, you know, we're going to see, I'm playing against a few players tonight. All my players are done. But if Derek Henry and Stefan Diggs don't have career games tonight, then I'm looking at five and zero this week in nice. all my leagues. So I'm, I'm hoping that they don't combine for like three touchdowns each, but I think I'm up by like 60 points with just those two left. in one league, so things are looking good for me. You should be good. Well, coming up today on the show, we are going to be looking at some buy low and sell high targets, players that we think you might be able to get for a premium right now that are going to outplay where they're currently ranked over the rest of the season, and maybe some players that have played well at the start, and we're saying now's the time to maybe trade them away and get their value because their value may be, at a premium right now, but before we get into that, we're going to start things off with our standout player of the week. This is where Grant and I will each take a player from this past weekend and talk about a, an incredible game that they had, where maybe they went above and beyond, had an awesome, memorable game. Grant, who's your standout player of the week?
1: uh Yeah, well, my player standout player of the week is a guy that I said I wasn't too high on last week, and you gave me a lot of trash for, and apparently it was. It was well deserved. Uh, DK Metcalf. uh,
0: Yeah, man, what a great game for that guy, huh?
1: Came out six catches, 93 yards, two touchdowns. um, Had a great catch uh, on the on the Seahawks' game-winning drive to extend the drive. Um, I. It sounds like somebody may have uh, sent him our podcast from last week, um, and he wanted to make (laughs) sure that he could stick it to me uh, because he did.
0: DK's got my back. DK's got my back. (laughs) Yeah. He heard me sticking up for him and he didn't he didn't want to leave me hanging.
1: <laughs> he definitely did. Um, uh, but no, I mean outside of an inefficient day for Russell Wilson at Miami, I mean, the man's been consistent and you know, he's he's somebody that I think he can trust long term going forward.
0: Yeah, it feels good to hear you finally jump on that train. I think DK Metcalf is gonna be a stud. That was a crazy game. The Seahawks almost lost it. Um, but they had a last-second game-winning catch by D.K. Metcalf. After on second down on that drive, um, he he should have had the ball. He caught the ball right on the goal line with the game-winning touchdown and then got hit by a defender and the ball came out. Mm-hmm. And, and it was an incomplete pass. So I think he he realized that he left Russ hanging a little bit on that one and Russ wanted to give him a chance to to make up for it on fourth down. With like a few seconds left in the game, and he caught it. It was it was a great end yeah. to an awesome game. Definitely. Well, my Sunday, uh, my standout player of the week from this past Sunday is Jamison Crowder. I I hope you guys listened to me this past week when when I told you don't worry about him getting shadowed by Patrick Peterson. Don't worry about him being on the Jets. Jameson Crowder is still going to have a great game. And he came back with his best game of the season. It's a small sample size. He's only played three games this season, but he got over 25 fantasy points, eight receptions, 116 yards and a touchdown on 10 targets. The Jets offense has pretty much nothing going for it except for Jamison Crowder right now. So you can bet that going forward, he's going to be getting a lot of targets if they want any chance of winning a game this season it's going to have to flow through Jamison Crowder.
1: Yeah, and I mean, that's a great that's a great pick. Um, he's he's definitely going to be the guy that is going to get a lot of touches. Um, and even just kind of hearing rumblings on Twitter this morning, it uh, looks like the Jets may be trying to trade Le'Veon Bell. Um, so if they end up doing that, there's no way you trust that run game. So it's going to be all Jamison Crowder from here on out.
0: So we're talking trades today on the podcast. What kind of NFL value do you think Le'Veon Bell still holds, and do you think it's anywhere near what he thinks his NFL value currently is?
1: I think it, Le'Veon Bell's NFL value depends on how he's used in the passing game because that's where he sure. had so much success with the Steelers is that he wasn't just a ground pound back out of the backfield. He mm-hmm. was the guy that Roethlisberger could dump it off to and go get 15, 10, 15 yards um, on pass plays like that. Like that's where Le'Veon Bell has really seen his success. And unfortunately, in that Jets offense, it just seems like Adam Gase just didn't want to use him like that. Adam Gase was more likely to throw run run out plays for Frank Gore than he would for LeVeon Bell. So that's where that's where it seems like shocking um, that he was was having such a poor poor thing. But also, it makes sense because Le'Veon Bell isn't the guy that Adam Gase chose to have as his running back. He's the guy that Adam Gase came into, so it doesn't surprise me that it seems looks like Adam Gase is trying to run Bell out of out of New York now.
0: Sure, I just I, I have a hard time believing that they're going to find a team that's going to be willing to take on his contract. Yeah. He's on a fifty-two million dollar four-year contract. Making over thirteen million dollars a year, yeah. He it's it's crazy. His guaranteed money. I'm looking at this right now. His guaranteed money is sixth among running backs. What team is willing to say? You know, we're going to take on the sixth most expensive, sixth biggest contract yeah. for Le'Veon Bell. He's. I agree with you. He needs to be utilized in the passing game, but he's also a shell of his former. Oh style. yeah. I remember a few years ago he was the consensus number, number one. one overall pick in fantasy. And most teams that did that, except for the year that he he held out after drafts, like you didn't regret picking him. Wherever you took him, he was giving you that value. Yeah. I don't see any team where that's going to be the case no. this year. Not a chance. So we'll see what happens with that. I mean, if they're able to find a team that does it, his value is going to go up as far as fantasy is concerned. Mm-hmm. But by how much, I'm not sure. I mean, maybe, he, maybe he's a buy low. Yeah. Maybe if you can but I, I don't think you're going to get him for limited value. If you can trade like a, a running back three for him. Yeah. Then maybe like if you could trade, I don't know, chase Edmonds right now coming off of his big game. Yeah. I maybe that's worth doing, but I don't, I don't even know
1: about that. And I don't know what owner's going to yeah. take
0: that just based on name. And I
1: don't, I don't think there's, I don't think you want to, you really want to take that either. Um, Cause if the jets don't, aren't able to trade him. I mean, there's no way that he's going to have a productive year.
0: No way. No way. Well, um, well, I mean, we'll see. We'll see. Uh, But let's move on to our, uh, let's move on to our main topic of the day. We're talking about buy low and sell high players before we list some of our players. um, Grant, why don't you kind of walk us through what a buy low and what a sell high
1: player is? Yeah. So you use this is where you can really find either find some gems um, from owners that are maybe scared of underperforming players right now, um, or you can get back great value for players that are really overperforming. Um, so this is where if you, you see some of these guys who uh, may have drafted players high that aren't, that aren't um, actually reaching there where they're aren't performing to where they're, they they were drafted at. You may have a lot of GMs that are that are looking to move these guys because they're being more of a hurt to their team, um, and you sure. can you can potentially get them for uh, great value. Um, or these are guys that are have outperformed either due to situation, due to an injury, um, things like that, um, as the next man up, or um, just the offense that they're in. Um, maybe they can't, sus- they they won't be able to sustain it going forward. Um, and you can use their current play to get you some some better long term value, whether that's bench depth, sure. um, uh, maybe like a solid number two for your team, things like that um, going forward.
0: Yeah, definitely. We're talking about underperforming, overperforming players here. Players that we think their value is either at an all time high or an all time low right now. Obviously, if you have a player with an all-time high value, um, you want to trade him away and get back value that matches his current value and not what you believe the season-long value is going to be. Yep. And conversely, players whose value is at an all-time low where you think you can get back a much higher season-long value. Um, by, I guess you you want to get rid of a player that currently has maybe a lower value Than you think Mm -hmm. this other player will have season-long, then you can add to your roster and make a deep push into the playoffs based on what you think their season-long value is going to be. So let's start with some sell-high players. We're not going to do a traditional top three list the way we typically do on the show here. We just each have a group of any number of players that we're going to briefly – try to talk about each one. So why don't you give me one or two of your sell-high players, Grant?
1: Yeah, um, one of my guys is going to be Derek Carr uh, for the Raiders, quarterback for the Raiders. Um, if you look at his season so far, it's actually been a fairly consistent season. Um, he's put up no less than 20 points in each of his four games so far. Um, looked good in this this last week against the Chiefs. Um, obviously, you're going to have a little bit of – Concern with the with the ball security uh, has had a couple of couple of uh, costly fumbles um, in the first few games. But if you're uh, if you're if you've got somebody in the league who was running with Dak um, uh, or was thinking that Drew Brees was going to be kind of their guy this year, um, and they're getting worried, you can sell Carr for some very good value at the moment um, going forward.
0: Yeah, we'll see what kind of value you can get for him. I, I do agree. He's been consistent. He does that. he has two games below twenty, but his other three are up above it. But he he's been consistent. And so I, I do think that maybe with an owner that is looking for consistency at quarterback, you're right that maybe drafted Drew Brees late. Mm-hmm. Uh, maybe they drafted Cam Newton. I've have, I've have one league where I drafted Cam Newton very late. I think I got him in the 14th round. Yeah, and um, I'm obviously without him. I was able to pick up Ryan Fitzpatrick in that league, and and I'm doing fine. But Derek Carr does have does have consistent play. So what kind of value? If you're if you're a Derek Carr owner, what kind of value are you looking to get back? He's QB12 in ESPN standard scoring right now, so there's not a lot of value yeah. that you're going to get back for him, but what kind of what kind of player do you think you'd be able to get for him?
1: Yeah, if if I'm looking to trade Derek Carr, um I would be looking to see if I could get maybe um, a high-end RB2 wide receiver 2, um maybe even one of those guys um, that potentially is in the back end of the wide receiver one running back one talk. Um, so maybe your guys like, uh, what are
0: you smoking my friend?
1: <laughs> hey man, you gotta believe what,
0: what leagues are you playing in <laughs> where, where you could get that deal done? And can I please join?
1: Um, I mean, you could, you could probably, you could probably join just about any league Um, and there's going to be somebody who's stupid enough to make that deal. Um,
0: I mean, what the players you're (laughs) talking about right now are like (laughs) Clyde Edwards, the Jonathan Taylor, Todd Gurley. I mean, you you think you could get, you think you could get one of those players for Derek Carr.
1: I think you could probably get Jonathan Taylor for Derek Carr because that, that uh, in the offense has been such hit and miss so far this season.
0: Man, if you get that deal done, I I need you to send a screenshot. I need you to tweet out a screenshot on on our Twitter page because that tweet is about to go viral and we're gonna get a lot of other people. Let me list a few more players in the category you're looking for. Mike Evans, OBJ, Keenan Allen, Stefan Diggs, Robert Woods.
1: Hey, but again, if you're looking if that DAC owner is only has DAC, I mean they need a quarterback and your waiver wire is there. I mean, he may be making, making look a look at deal for anything.
0: All right. Well, I want to see you get one of those deals done this week. So that you get <laughs> to prove me wrong on the podcast next week. Well, if we're going to leave Delusionville for a second, I think some players that maybe you might actually be able to get for Derek Carr, I'm looking at a guy like T Higgins, maybe Tim Patrick, that are all guys that are outside the top 30, but maybe have some upside. Um, Maybe Sammy Watkins. He's again, outside the top 30. He's missed some time. He's looked good when he's been on the field as he's been kind of dealing with some injury concerns has not had a bunch of great games but good schedule going forward um i i don't mind a sammy watkins there but again if you can get that kind of value for Derek carr please please tweet that out and that's that's about to be a viral tweet
1: i'll see what i can do for you this week
0: all right give me give me one more sell high player that you've got
1: yeah i mean one of the guys that you can almost always sell high just based off of his name. Uh, it's going to be Odell Beckham Jr. Um, Here we go. He's, he's a guy that he's so hit and miss at the moment. It's like one week he's the focus of the offense and he can go and rush for a touchdown and catch two more. And then other weeks he um, is just almost like a decoy. Um, so obviously everybody knows OBJ because of the, the catch that he made in the Meadowlands. but mm-hmm. outside of that, he's kind of been hit and miss as, as fantasy production. Um, but it's that name, that name, that name player that everybody wants. Um, and they sure. see as a, as a great player, um, and they think he's a great player, and so you can you can definitely get some good uh, good return value for him uh, at this time.
0: Yeah, I'm in agreement with you here. Um, that feels nice. Uh, OBJ is uh, is definitely a guy. I agree with you. We've had this this debate before off the air. Um, I think OBJ is Stephon Diggs with one more highlight real catch. Yeah. I think he's a I think he's a a really talented player. But he has been considered as one of the maybe two or three elite receivers for far too long in his yeah. career. I think he's a great player. Don't get me wrong. Stephon Diggs is a great player. I'm not saying OBJ is bad, mm-hmm. but I do think that his name carries more weight than it's worth. And he has these occasional games where he goes off. Yeah, you look at you look at his his numbers this year. Last week against Dallas, he got a lot of points. He had a great game against them getting three yep. total touchdowns, those extra rushing yards that are never going to come. He's getting a decent amount of targets, he's averaging like 7 to 8 targets a game. Mm-hmm. So he's going to see some volume, he's going to be usable, but he's not a top 10 guy. No. And you might be able to get top 10 value for him. Yeah. Uh, yeah. I've got a crazy crazy offer for you just based on name. Uh, I would try to offer the Robbie Anderson owner in your league OBJ for Robbie Anderson and see what they do. Anderson, I think is a more usable fantasy player. I don't want to say he's a better player, but yeah. he, he seems like he's more usable in fantasy. He's currently ranked ahead of OBJ in overall yeah. wide receiver standings by seven spots in, yeah. in standard scoring.
1: I think I think in that Carolina offense, Robbie Anderson is going to be more consistent than OBJ is going to be in that that Cleveland offense. I mean, you look at OBJ in Week Three against that terrible Washington football team defense, and he only gets four catches for fifty nine yards. Like, yeah, you're. It's it's that thing of you look at and you go, you're killing me, Smalls, because you expect him to play. You expect him to to play well against the bad defenses and you expect him to play okay against the good defenses. Mm -hmm. And it's it's really it's all kind of play well when I want to play well. Um, And Mm -hmm. if you look at you look at his upcoming schedule, they got Pittsburgh this week, um, the Bengals next week and then the Raiders in week eight. Outside of the Bengals. The Steelers and the Raiders have pretty good passing yeah. defenses. Um, pretty good defenses. So I would be, I would definitely be looking to try and offload him um, this week um, and get some good value in return, uh, because I would not want to have him for at least for the next three weeks, and then potentially even into the playoffs with uh, the Titans and the Ravens as two of his 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 fantasy football playoff matchups. Hmm.
0: Yeah, I am not. I'm not a fan of OBJ going forward. And I do think that you can still probably get some value off of his week against Dallas. He is coming off of a, a slow week against Indianapolis, but that's to be expected against that team. You can probably leverage that uh, and still get the value off Dallas, which has been a terrible yeah. defense. Of course he scored over 30 yeah. points. All right. Well, let me give you a couple, a couple of my sell highs. Um, I think, Brandon cooks, if you can get value off of him, finally having a great game this past week. And and do you know why he had a great game? There's, there's a rule. Um, He was playing against me in our dynasty league together.
1: (laughs) Uh, No wonder he had a good week.
0: So of course he got eight receptions for 161 yards and a touchdown. 30.1 fantasy yeah. points. You've got to be kidding me. He <laughs> hasn't he hasn't gotten more than 5 targets since week 2 and that's the only time this season he's gotten over 5 targets until yesterday t- uh, until Sunday.
1: Yeah. But you also uh, you also got to realize that the Houston Texans had a player revolt against Bill O'Brien, and when you go and get your head coach slash GM slash offensive play caller slash lead counsel on contract negotiations fired, you got to show up in the next game. <laughs>
0: yeah, you, you do. I agree with you wholeheartedly, but it's not the next game anymore. I want no part of Brandon Cooks going forward. May, I mean, maybe he finishes as like a top 30 yeah receiver but he just had his best game of the season if you've got an owner that maybe has michael thomas that is going to be at least one more week without him Mm -hmm. and they're looking for wide receiver help and you can get like a low-end rb2 yeah for brandon cooks i would do that deal in a heartbeat definitely um i'm gonna i'm gonna keep with the texans here Because I I think that you can still get name value. And he's having a season that's deceivingly better than people think. Mm
1: -hmm.
0: Um, Deshaun Watson. Yeah. He's a top 10 fantasy quarterback this year. Yeah. That's surprising to me. It seems like he has not had a great year so far. But he's ranked at 9 overall in, in ESPN Standard Scoring. And his playoff schedule is horrendous. absolutely terrible in the fantasy football playoffs. So week 13, which in most leagues is going to be the final week of the regular season, when a lot of teams are going to need a win to get into the playoffs. You're in one of those close matchups and you need to win. He's got Indianapolis followed by if you somehow managed to pull off that win or maybe you were already in the playoffs before that last week, weeks 14 and 15, which is typically your first round of playoffs. Or if you're in a league like, like some of the leagues we play where we do one week matchups from 14, 15, and 16. Yeah. Week 14, he has Chicago. Week 15, he's got Indy again. Yeah. Unless, unless you also have Alvin Kamara and mm-hmm. some, you know, maybe a lights out wide receiver, you've got DeAndre Hopkins. Yeah. You're probably not making a championship with Desha- Deshaun Watson
1: as your quarterback. No. That's that's probably that's probably one of the most the hardest fantasy playoff schedules that you could probably have this season. Um, obviously, we're only in week five. Some of those defenses may level out, but even still, those defenses have looked good through the first five weeks. I mean, the Colts' defense held Baker Mayfield in the second half to I think eighteen passing yards yesterday uh, on Sunday. Um, the Bears the bears are not allowing a lot of points uh, no matter who mm-hmm. they play um, so yeah now their
0: offense has been horrendous but the bears defense is is doing well yeah. against passing games this season
1: so if you if you can manage to get some good value for Deshaun Watson right now i'd say you got to go after it because mm-hmm. going forward i mean outside of getting you getting you over these next few weeks is going to be fine but when it really matters you're going to be really Really scared um, about the quality of play that he could put up.
0: Mm -hmm. Yeah. And there could be some desperate teams out there with the Dak injury this week. Mm -hmm. If you can get, again, I'm looking at probably low end wide receiver two, maybe mid range running back two, wide receiver two value for Deshaun Watson. Uh, if I can get that, I, I like that deal. And there's some guys, we'll get to this later in the show when we get to our waiver wire pickups, but Ryan Fitzpatrick is still out there in a lot of leagues. Yeah. The Dolphins are a terrible NFL team, but Ryan Fitzpatrick is a top 10 fantasy quarterback. Yep. So I'm I'm going for that. I'm willing to trade him away and pick up a quarterback off the waiver wire if you can get like Ryan Fitzpatrick or someone else in that low-end quarterback one range yeah that's where deshaun watson is you might be making a lateral move at quarterback and improving at another position if you're able to get decent value for
1: watson definitely
0: well why don't you real briefly give me a couple more of your sell highs without too much discussion and then we'll get into some buy lows.
1: yeah um a couple guys that i'm looking to sell high mike davis um if you've got mike davis obviously christian mccaffrey is eligible to come off the ir this week um and i know that they're the. the Panthers are running tests and just checking to see how his quality is. Um, but Mike Davis is still going to have um, is still going to have an opportunity to be a very valuable kind of flex guy this year um, mm-hmm. with his is with his pass catching abilities. Um, and and looking to see if Carolina tries to kind of uh, be cautious with how they bring McCaffrey back. Um, so he's a guy that I would look to sell high um, if you're. Um, if you, um, another guy to to sell high uh would be Madison, Alexander Madison. Um, obviously yep. he's going to have a ton of value right now if Cal- Dalvin Cook is out for an extended period of time. Um, and 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 Alex and Madison has shown that he can be the guy when Dalvin Cook is out. Um, so he's definitely yeah, somebody. he
0: came in late. Um. And- and looked great, yeah. This past Sunday night,
1: um, and so if, if Dalvin Cook's going to miss some time, he's the guy. He's the guy that I want, um, and somebody that you could definitely sell sell for good value. Um, and the last guy that you can sell high uh, would definitely be Mostert, uh, Raheem Mostert mm-hmm. uh, for the 49ers. Um, that's about he's about the only yep. thing good going in that offense at the moment. Um, yep. he hasn't. In, in the games that he has played so far hasn't put up less than a uh, hundred all-purpose yards and has, has not. Um, and outside of this week in Miami uh, was the first week that he failed to score, but you can, you, you can get some good value for him going forward.
0: Yep. So are you, are you feeling like, I, I totally agree on, on Mike Davis and Alexander Madison. I think Madison had a killer game. Cook is expected to miss this week. So you're at least going to get one more week, but then there's a bye week. We'll have to see how long cook is out. He could miss more time. Yeah. But Madison is a guy that again, is a phenomenal football player from everything we've seen so far, but his value is linked to another player missing time. Mm -hmm. So it's, if you can trade him a little bit earlier on into that, if you don't need the value on your team, do you think Raheem Mostert is, is kind of done with his big games? Do you think you could get more value? I'm, I'm, undecided on him?
1: Um, I don't think he's done with his big games, but if you look at the Niners' upcoming schedule, um, they've got the Rams this week, then the Patriots and the Seahawks um, over the next three weeks. Um, so those are, those are good run defenses at the moment. Um, sure. And so I definitely wouldn't... If you can get the value now for him, I would say do it um, because you may not be able to get that value by week. Mm-hmm. eight or nine
0: sure yeah and his playoff schedule is pretty decent early on but in the championship rounds does have arizona which hasn't been phenomenal but has not been terrible yeah. it's not you know it's it's an okay schedule yeah i guess well let me give you a couple uh, of my closing sell highs um i i brought him up last week but calvin ridley is a guy that I think is a great player. I think he's in an offense that's very fantasy friendly. I'm not saying that he's going to have a bad fantasy year. I just don't see him as a top five guy, which is where his value currently is. Mm-hmm. He had an incredible start to the season. He he put up a donut a week ago. He He bounced back this past weekend. I'm not saying trade Calvin Ridley away for any junk you can get. Yeah. But if there's a player that's that's drinking the Calvin Ridley Kool Aid in your league and is willing to give you top five wide receiver one value, mm-hmm. you you have to do that deal. I feel like, yeah, even if there's a guy who's willing to pair like a low end wide receiver one with a high end running back two, just for Calvin Ridley, I would I would probably do that deal.
1: Mm-hmm. Yeah, most definitely, um, and especially with. Uh, the Falcons finally firing Dan Quinn um this mm-hmm. week. um who knows what that offense is going to look like going forward um and what they're gonna be what they're gonna be focused on So I think there's a lot of unknown surrounding Ridley in that in that offensive situation right now.
0: yep yeah, absolutely uh, another one, and i'm I'm taking up too much time on these guys, so i'm gonna go real quickly. amari cooper, his snap count keeps going down, and Andy Dalton is now his quarterback. So I'm I'm concerned with Amari Cooper going forward. If you can still get wide receiver one value out of him, I would probably do it. Yeah. I mean, Andy Dalton has sustained fantasy success in wide receivers before, but I just don't feel good. We don't know who his main target's going to be, and his snap count is going down, which is kind of crazy to me because he's having a great year. Yeah, But to see his snap count has decreased every game so far. We don't know if there's maybe some type of lingering injury that the Cowboys aren't telling us about. Mm-hmm. Or if he's just not fitting some of the offensive schemes they're running in Dallas. I don't know what it is, but seeing a player change quarterback and his snap count is already dropping. Yeah. That just gives me concern. Yeah, definitely. All right, let's move on to some buy lows. Give me a couple of your buy-low candidates and why.
1: Yeah, uh, one of my buy-low candidates is going to be Joe Burrow, uh, especially if you're in a sure. dynasty league right now. Um, obviously, he has not looked good over the last two games. Uh, but, I mean, you had Jacksonville in week four, and then you had Baltimore in week five, um, two tough defenses. Um, and then he's got the Colts coming up this uh, in week six. Um, so, obviously, somebody that I'm staying away from, uh, as a law, as a, as a win now kind of guy, but definitely somebody yep. who could be a uh, pro- provide your team for some long-term value, um, especially in dynasty mm-hmm. leagues. Um, yep. So I would say if you can buy low on Joe Burrow, I would say do that right now um, mm-hmm. for it.
0: Yeah. And when you're, I, the reason I like Joe Burrow as a buy low candidate is not because I think he's necessarily going to give you crazy value going forward this season. Maybe you only plug him in for a couple weeks when yeah. your your starting quarterback has a tough matchup. Yeah, but he's he's a you know the 20th overall quarterback in scoring this year. The value for him is mm-hmm. is so low. You could most likely trade away a player that's going to ride the bench for the rest of your season. Yeah, and get Joe Burrow back for that. And if you can pull that off. And then there's the chance that he does go off. He's going to get better and better. He's a great player. He's he's going to be great in this league. I have a lot of confidence in him going forward. He's had a tough couple games, Definitely. but he also seems like that player that's resilient and can bounce back. Yeah. So you may get some value for him this year. You may not. But if you're able to trade away a player that was never going to start for you anyway, yeah. if you have one
1: of those on your bench,
0: I would do that deal. Yep. Give me me one or two more. Yeah,
1: another guy that I think you can buy low, uh, Keenan Allen. um, Obviously had the injury this week um, with some back spasms, so we're kind of looking. You obviously want to see that, but um, I said it last week, and I'm going to stick by it, especially after his performance this week. Uh, Herbert is going to be able to get Keenan Allen a top 20 wide receiver season this year. Um, He the passing is there. And if you've got a route runner like Keenan Allen, he's going to be a guy that gets, gets his points no matter what. Um, and especially if you look at his, um, if you look at their uh, playoff schedule, uh, they've got the patch, the Patriots in week 13, they got the Falcons in week 14. Um, and then the Raiders in week 15. I mean, if you can get some, if you can, if you could buy low on Keenan Allen, i say do it. Um, do it in a heartbeat, especially mm-hmm. if that owner is worried about the, uh, the injury situation for him right now. Um, you may yep. be able to swing uh, some deals for him.
0: Yep. Yeah, looking at the playoff schedule, you're right. Three out of four are great matchups. I don't love the matchup against Las Vegas, but Atlanta, Denver, KC doesn't scare you too no. much. Um, and he's getting 40% of the target share with Justin Herbert yep. under center. It's clear that Justin Herbert trusts Keenan Allen as a young player. I think he's honed in on the guy that he can trust so that when he's in trouble, he's going to be looking, all right, where's, where's 13, where is he? And he's going to try to find Keenan Allen, get yeah. him the ball when he needs to make a quick. And, you,
1: and you saw him do that last night um, on that first touchdown pass. Um, Herbert mm-hmm. gets pushed out of the pocket under pressure. Um, and just throws a dime to Keenan Allen in the corner of the end zone um, as he's as he's running away from the defenders. Mm-hmm. I mean, he's Herbert's got the arm, and he's got the wherewithal to know. Um, obviously, he just didn't get the hell from his kicker last night, but Keenan mm-hmm. Allen, I think, going forward, is going to be able to have a good season.
0: Mm-hmm. Yeah, I feel so bad for Justin Herbert because from his play, he won that game against the Saints. Without a doubt. And so you feel bad, a missed extra point and a missed game winner. I mean, the The kicker should have never been in that position to have to make that game winner because he should have just hit the extra point earlier in yep. the game. But Justin Herbert played good enough to win that game. And uh, it was decided by some missed kicks. But I agree. He Keenan Allen is a, great, is a great buy low target. Give me CeeDee Lamb if the owner's worried right mm-hmm. now. CeeDee Lamb has had an awesome year so far. They love him in Dallas. We're going to have to see how much that changes with Dak Prescott being out and Andy Dalton taking over. But if you look at the types of routes CeeDee Lamb is running, he's not running a lot of these deep routes the way Amari Cooper is. He's taking a lot of underneath stuff, getting a lot of targets. And when Andy Dalton came in, you know, he was he was still getting him the ball. CeeDee Lamb has had an awesome year so far. Two straight games with over 20 points. He's only getting better. Yeah. They've got Arizona coming up this week, but then he's got a, a an okay schedule going through the rest of the year. You like what you're seeing in the fantasy playoffs, mm-hmm. week sixteen and seventeen. He's got Philly and the Giants, Cincinnati in week fourteen. Yeah. So he's he's a top ten player right now. So you may not want to give up top 10 value, but if there's an owner that is concerned about Andy Dalton coming in and taking over, and there's any chance that you're able to get CD lamb for wide receiver two, running back two yeah. value, definitely I would, I'd, I'd be trying to collect CD lamb in yeah. as many leagues as I Without could. A doubt. Another one I'm going to, I'm going to keep with the rookie train here and say, Justin Jefferson. Justin Jefferson kind of showed up a couple weeks ago with some incredible games and then had a kind of quiet night against Seattle. So he's got two consecutive games of over 13, over 14 points. Last night, he he, he didn't really, or Sunday night, he didn't really show up. He only had five targets, brought three of them mm-hmm. in for 23 yards. But he's got Atlanta coming up. And then the rest of his schedule doesn't really scare you a week, 10 matchup against Chicago. You don't love week 15 against Chicago. You don't love, but otherwise he, he gets to play Detroit twice this season coming up. He still got a game against new Orleans coming up and he's not going to be the guy shadowed by Marshawn Lattimore. So you don't feel particularly nervous about Justin Jefferson. And, and if you can get him this week, you get to play him against Atlanta. Definitely. Well, go ahead. Let's uh let's close out our buy low section. Give me just a couple more of your guys, real briefly. Yeah,
1: buy, guys to buy low. Nick Chubb, um, obviously, he's going to be out with that injured, uh, with that injury. Um, I think he's on the uh, they put him on the IR, um, but he's not going to require surgery this year, which is good. Um, it, mm-hmm. and so his his fantasy playoff um, schedule. Um, I mean, outside of the Baltimore Ravens in week 14 is spectacular. You got the Titans in week 13. You got the Giants in week 15 and the Jets in week 16. I mean, I would
0: I love I would seeing the Jets love, in week 16. love
1: seeing that um, for you. Um, and then another guy is Michael Thomas. Obviously, had the high ankle sprain that he was dealing with for mm-hmm. the first four weeks. Then had the off-field ish discipline issue. Um, from a, stemming from a practice argument, I mean, if you're, and I'm in this category, if you're the, if you're looking at the Michael Thomas owner and they're, they've managed to piece together their team to this point, um, but they're just willing, they're just needing to cut ties with him because he's been more of a liability so far than he has been an actual, um, an actual help for their team. You may be able to get Michael Thomas um, for some low value.
0: Yeah, I agree. Thomas is a great target here. And you're hoping to catch owners that are feeling like they need to win now. I know I'm in one league right now where I'm sitting tight on him because my first two picks in that league were Michael Thomas and Devontae Adams. Yeah. So obviously that's been a rough league. Cam Newton's also my quarterback in that league, but I managed to scrape my way to two and three. So. If someone offered me great value for Thomas, I'd probably take it. But I also feel like I, I'm i willing to sit tight because I like the rest of my team. I mean, my, the rest of my roster was, was decent enough to win two games without my first two picks. <laughs> and Chris Carson's also my running back who had some injury issues yeah. one of the weeks. So the fact that I have two wins in that league, I feel really good going forward when Thomas gets yeah. back. But he's, he's definitely a guy, if you can get a hold of him, if, if you've got a, a nervous Michael Thomas owner that really wants to win, go yeah. for it. And we got three more guys real briefly. Stephon Diggs is, again, I think just going to keep getting better this season. Josh Allen is having an incredible year. Yeah. And Stephon Diggs is a guy that he's really locked in on. And then Cam Newton. He, his great fantasy weeks were a few weeks ago, and we tend to have a short memory mm-hmm. in in fantasy football. So if you can get Cam Newton, because he's missed some time, he should be coming back pretty soon. Yeah uh, is is he supposed to play this week?
1: Uh, I don't. Well, with them moving the game to next, with them rescheduling that game to next weekend, he very possibly um, could play. Um, it all comes down to COVID protocols and what they're how long after a positive test they have to wait before you can play again. Sure.
0: Yeah, if you can get him for for super low value, I would I would probably do it. He had a rough game against Vegas, but before that, the only the only two games he played before that had you know, 34.5 points and 25.7 points. So he's had a good year when he's been on the field outside of that game against Vegas. And you may be able to get him for some good value. So go for Cam Newton. Uh, And then finally, we talked about this last week, so I won't get into too much detail about it, but Kenyon Drake is if you can get him for the value he's currently at and not the value that his owner drafted him at, I would do that deal. I'm not giving up a running back two, wide receiver two for him, but he's currently not even a running back three. Yeah. He's way out of that conversation. So if you can get him for pennies on the dollar by an owner that's just scrambling to try to make up for their first or second round pick having such a rough year, I I, I still think Kenya Drake will get it together. Chase Edmonds has earned a role in that offense. Kenya Drake is not going to be a running back one this season, but if you can get him for for limited value. I would do it.
1: Yeah, I would. I, I mean, I would disagree with you there. I just think that there's 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 too many too many mouths to feed in that run game, um, and it seems like Drake is kind of the the outside man looking in. Um, so i i would I would probably avoid trying to pick him, uh, trying to trying to swing a deal for him. Uh, but I mean, if you can get if you can get him for cheap, uh, I mean, I'd say you probably get away with doing it.
0: So where is um, where where do you think he's going to finish? Should we put a season long wager on Kenyon Drake?
1: Um, where is he? Where is he rated right now?
0: He's outside the top thirty. Let me pull up his exact ranking. He's currently thirty one.
1: I would be shocked if he gets inside the top twenty five.
0: Twenty-five is the number I was thinking. I think he finishes inside the top twenty-five.
1: I I I would say no.
0: All right, we're gonna put a bet on this. Uh this is gonna be our first wager player. So we're gonna we're gonna come up anytime we come up against a player like this, we're gonna we're gonna put a wager on him and then we're gonna come up with some punishment for whoever gets more of these wrong. So I say I I, I absolutely think that Drake is gonna be a top twenty-five player. Wager player number one, Kenyon Drake. Inside the top 25. Here we go.
1: No chance. No chance. <laughs> you heard it here first. You heard it here first. Uh,
0: All right. So real quickly before we move on from this segment, uh, any of the players that you just mentioned, it's obviously we've been talking primarily about redraft mm-hmm. leagues, regular leagues where you're drafting a new team every year. Does your answer change on any of these players for Dynasty?
1: Um, I think the only – Players that it maybe changes on is Keenan Allen. Um, If you if you're if you're the Keenan Allen owner, I would say hold on to him um, because.
0: But he would still be a buy low. Yeah, he would. He would still be a buy low if you can
1: if you can get him. Um, but if you're if you're the mm-hmm. Keenan Allen owner, I would hold on to him um, because I think his value long term over the next few seasons is going to be uh, is going to be huge, especially with Herbert mm-hmm. um, as the starting quarterback there. Um, mm-hmm. And then even, um, I mean, I would say like Davis and Madison, um, if you could hold on to those guys um, or if you could swing mm-hmm. them for, if you could trade them to whoever has McCaffrey or Cook, um, I would say do those deals, too. Um, and see if he can work some stuff around.
0: Yeah, I, I agree on most of those. I I still uh, I would still have Davis as a sell high in dynasty. I'd want to hang on to Madison. I like his talent mm-hmm. a lot and I don't think the value you're going to get from him is gun right now even with the injury. I think most guys in dynasty leagues still see him as a backup who's going to be good for a yeah. few weeks and I think he's going to have a a solid career in this league once he's going to have a starting job at some point. Yeah. Um for me, I think Deshaun Watson probably changes. I like him in dynasty. I think he's still a phenomenal player. He's just been in a rough situation over the past few years. I think he's going to have value going forward. I probably don't want to get rid of him unless you're going to get someone better. But the, the guys I'd want more than him are like Patrick Mahomes and, and Lamar Jackson. So I don't think you're going to get that value for him. So I would hang on to him.
1: No. Without a doubt.
0: Um, otherwise, otherwise, I think it's it's still about the same. If you can get Stephon Diggs, if you can get, I guess Drake is a guy I'm not pursuing in mm-hmm. Dynasty. So that that would change. Yeah. I don't I don't want any part of Kenyan Drake if I'm in Dynasty. Yeah.
1: And if and if you're in these right. leagues, um, if you're looking to make trades, things like that, just some things to avoid. Um, the Ravens' backfield is super. Uh, is is a similar situation where there's way too many guys that can run the ball. Um, I wouldn't. I want no part of the Ravens' backfield. The Rams are are another uh, another instance too. Um, every week it's somebody different, um, so you you can't trust Henderson, Acres, or. Um, Brown to be your guy going forward. Yeah, they've got
0: three guys that are good enough to start for your fantasy team, but you have no idea which one it's going to be on.
1: Um, The Giants just look awful. As long as that offensive line Mm -hmm. is as bad as it is, I don't think there's any value there for both the run game and the passing game. Um, And then all Jets not named Jamison Crowder. Um, Jamison Crowder is going to be is the only guy that you can trust in that offense. Um, and it's mm-hmm. the only guy that you, you feel comfortable about starting in like a flex position or like a wide receiver, yep. like back end wide receiver two, top end wide receiver three spot. Um, yep. Outside of that, I I just want no part of it.
0: Dude. I even think Jamison Crowder is, is slowly working his way into that low end wide receiver one territory with the volume yeah. he's Yeah. He's getting It'll, up there. We'll see what he does with the rest of the season, but yeah. that would not, I'm not, I, I would, I would be, I'm expecting him to finish probably somewhere in the middle of that wide receiver yeah. two range, but no part of me is going to be surprised yeah. if he finishes in like the seven or eight overall wide receiver ranks.
1: And again, it all comes down to like the quarterback too. Um, Cause if he, if they're, totally. if they're going back and forth between Flacco and Darnold, I think his value takes a hit. Um,
0: it might, but he's one of those guys that seems pretty matchup proof.
1: No, for sure. Um,
0: they have nobody else to throw (laughs) the ball to who, who else are they going to throw it to?
1: Braxton Burrios?
0: (laughs) It's just not Chris Hogan.
1: Who's out with a high ankle sprain. Come
0: on. (laughs) Yeah. Like what are, what are they going to do? Jamison Crowder is their offense. No one else is touching the ball.
1: Uh, fun stat for you: Le'Veon Bell hasn't had a run of 20 plus yards uh, since Christmas of 2007. 2017. <laughs> <laughs> it's been three. It's been. It's been almost. It's been almost three years since he had last had a 20 yard, 20 plus yard carry.
0: <laughs> Fifty two and a half million dollars. He's doing six million dollars this well, year. <laughs> Let's move on to to our last segment in the show, our Sunday superstar and waiver wire pickups. So Sunday superstar is going to be our player that we think is going to go above and beyond expectations for this week. This isn't necessarily a must start. It's just a belief that these players are, are not expected to do as well as we think they're going to do. So who is your, Sunday Superstar. For yeah, this my Sunday week.
1: Superstar is going to be uh, Mike Mike Gusecki, uh tight end for mm-hmm. the Miami Dolphins. Um, he came out this week and after and and just managed to tear up kind of that Niners defense. Five catches for ninety one yards, um, a good solid fourteen mm-hmm. points. Um mean, he came out after he came out at the end of the game and said um, that he's having he's having the most fun playing football with. Ryan Fitzpatrick as his quarterback. Um, So a guy Mm -hmm. that I think um, obviously he's going to be more of a boom or bust tight end one going forward, but they're playing the jets this week. I mean, you can start just about anybody against the jets and they're going to get your points. Um,
0: Yeah, I agree with you. Gesicki has definitely been a guy that you look at his numbers on the season. He has three games of under nine mm -hmm. points. And, you know, three receptions or less, and then two games of 14 or more points. He lit Buffalo up in week two, and Buffalo is a pretty Mm -hmm. solid defense. Lit them up for eight receptions, 130 yards and a touchdown. Had a great game against San Francisco. When he goes off, he's going to go off. Uh, He's definitely one of those guys that's going to end the season as like a top eight fantasy Mm -hmm. tight end, but is going to be boom or bust against the Jets, I've got yeah. my money on Boom. Um,
1: and especially kind of going in, uh, if you're looking to make a playoff rush too, um, he's got the Jets in Week 12 and the Bengals in Week 13, and actually even the Broncos mm-hmm. in Week 11, so a lot of good value uh, potentially coming for him down the road.
0: Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, and we've been mentioning the playoffs a lot so far this show. I think it's worth saying that we definitely, this is the time to start looking at playoff matchups. I know it feels a little bit soon because it feels like the season just yeah. started, but we're about almost halfway through the fantasy football regular mm-hmm. season. So if you're in a position where you think you're going to be making a playoff push, you need to start thinking about those matchups now because you don't want to end up in the fantasy football playoffs and you're up against some of the top defenses in the league while your yeah. opponent gets the jets yeah. twice. Well, here's my Sunday stu- superstar of the week it's going to be michael gallup this is a guy that i was really high on going into the year and he outside of week three has just not performed there's a lot of mouths to feed in that offense but he is he's a great player still and watching this game when dak prescott went out and andy dalton came in Dalton seemed to be looking for Gallup. He got two catches from Dalton in the short time that he was able to play, which made up for half of his receptions that game. It seems like he's one of those guys that Andy Dalton may trust. It's going to be, I'm I'm taking a risk on this one. It's going to be risky to play him this week.
1: Yeah.
0: But. I like the matchup against Arizona. You got to think that Patrick Peterson is going to be honed in on either Amari Cooper or CeeDee Lamb, probably Amari Cooper because he plays on the outside. Gallup's going to be able to get open. And I think Andy Dalton may be looking for him. So I like Michael Gallup versus the value he's had this season so far. I'm not starting him over Allen Robinson, Or any of those guys, I'm not starting him over DeAndre Hopkins. Let's not be crazy, but I do think if he's in that borderline area, I'm I'm willing to start Michael Gallup.
1: Especially with this week, you got the bye weeks coming in. Um, If you're looking for something, you're looking for something like a flex. You need a guy in the flex position. I think Michael Gallup is probably a solid guy to play this week.
0: Mm -hmm. Yeah, I like him as a flex start. Well, why don't you give me your waiver wire pickup of the yeah, week? Yeah, my
1: waiver wire pickup this week uh, going to be Mike Williams. Um, shockingly enough, only rostered at about thirty four and a half percent of ESPN leads right now. Uh, wow, which which I think partially comes from the injury that he was dealing with at the beginning of the season. Um, a lot of play, a lot of people weren't really willing to spend the draft pick on him um, uh, to take him long. Uh, to take him into the season when they could have been using that spot for somebody else, uh, but I mean, last mm-hmm. night, Keaton Allen goes down. He ends up five catches for 109 yards and two touchdowns. Um, made a great play, uh, made a great couple of plays to to keep the Chargers um, keep the Chargers in it um, and give the give the Chargers an opportunity to win. Obviously, he just didn't get the help from the kicker, um, which which mm-hmm. sucks to have a game like that. Um, and to play so well um, and not come away with the win. But I think going forward, especially depending on Keenan Allen's injury, you could trust Mike Williams to be able to be a, to be a, to be a solid guy going forward.
0: Yep. Absolutely. Well, I've got a trivia question for you uh, for my waiver wire pickup this week. Do you know what quarterback is a top 10 fantasy quarterback and is rostered in less than
1: 20%
0: of ESPN Um, leagues?
1: uh, Andy Dalton.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Dude, give me Ryan Fitzpatrick. He's rostered in less than 20% of ESPN leagues. If you're playing on a a service other than ESPN, I don't know if those numbers translate, but I I have no idea why he's not rostered in more leagues. He's a top 10 fantasy quarterback. He had a terrible week one. Absolutely horrendous week one against New England. He threw three interceptions, no touchdowns, less than six fantasy points. You know what he's done since then? 21 or more fantasy points in every game. And he's got the Jets this week. Get this man 100% rostered.
1: Without a doubt.
0: I know Ryan Fitzpatrick has hurt us all in the past, but he's also had fantasy success in the past, and it seems like this is a good fit for him as far as fantasy is concerned. He's gone over 300 yards three times yeah. this season. And even against Jacksonville in week three, he didn't have a lot of passing yards, but he still had tw- over 25 fantasy points. Oh,
1: yeah, without a doubt.
0: With, with a rushing touchdown, he's, he's consistent in fantasy, and that's what we care about here. So pick up Ryan Fitzpatrick. And on the topic of waivers, um, before we go, we want to make just a quick little note that because of all the changes this mm-hmm. week, make sure you're aware of how your league is handling all this. If you're in just a regular standard ESPN league, then your your waivers are going to be running not tonight, but Thursday night, or we- I'm sorry, Wednesday night to Thursday mm-hmm. morning instead of the usual Tuesday night to Wednesday morning. I know one of the leagues that you and I are in, not on ESPN, uh, they're still running tonight. So make sure you're looking at when your waivers run in your league because you may may miss the chance. If you think that they're running late like a lot of other leagues, you may be in a league where they're not running late. Mm -hmm. So double-check when your waivers are going to run. And then one more, one more note to talk about because there have been so many changes because of the, the COVID-19 cases that have come up in yeah. the league. There have been a lot of schedule changes. And even as we're talking about the, the fantasy football playoff schedules, we have to acknowledge that that may change yeah. as well. So if you're in a league with people that you know, if it's not just a, a random league, but most leagues that you're playing in, you're going you're gonna to be with a commissioner that you know, a bunch of people mm-hmm. that you know. I would start the conversation with your commissioner now. How are we going to handle this if we end up having to go to a week 18? This is a conversation. The NFL has a, has, has acknowledged that they are yeah. considering adding a week 18 for makeup games if this is an option. So the way I see it, you've got a couple options as a league. You can either say, no, the schedule is what it is if players get extra bye weeks thrown in there and it messes some, some mm-hmm. fantasy seasons up. That's part of fantasy because you, know, you, you didn't expect Dak Prescott to have the injury he had. You didn't expect to have your quarterback go down. You didn't expect Christian McCaffrey to get here. You didn't expect Saquon Barkley to get hurt. That's just part of playing fantasy football as there are some unknowns like that. And I'm fine with that if you want that to be an answer. But there is fantasy owners and commissioners, sorry, commissioners have the option to adjust yep. the schedules to add and remove weeks from the season. So if the NFL does go to a week 18, that needs to be a conversation in your league. Now, if you're going to have a championship run to week 17 or 18 instead, or if you're yeah. going to
1: leave it as is. No, without a doubt. Um, and so I think just at the end of the day, you want to be having the conversation. Um I think the fact that we're playing football, that there's football being played and that we haven't fans football this season is -hmm. is a blessing and it's, it's great. Uh, But obviously there's still so much unknown surrounding it uh, with the COVID stuff. So definitely need to be having those conversations to make sure that not only everybody in your league is up front and is aware of what's going on, but also you can make sure that everybody in your league is still having fun and is still enjoying the league.
0: Yep. Well, We are out of time here, but I hope everybody has a great week. Good luck this weekend. Continue to just have open communication within your league. If we get any more delays this week as we navigate these uncharted waters. But regardless, I hope you all get a win this week in some of your leagues, if not all of them, and have an awesome week. We will be back here next Tuesday and hope you'll join
1: us then. Good luck, everybody.